Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. See, God sees our hearts. And then if we listen to His voice and we let Him make a way, He enables us to navigate through those difficult times. He gave them favor. And they said, okay, we'll take the test. And a miracle happened because you don't gain weight on vegetables and fruit. God's hand was in what they were doing. This is not a passage of scripture that says that we should all be vegetarians. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and The prophet Daniel lived as a slave in Babylon, serving as a counselor in King Nebuchadnezzar's court. Although Daniel could have succumbed to the despair or even given in to the heathen cultural norms surrounding him, Daniel dared to be different. Pastor Ed admonishes us to emulate Daniel. While it is true that living a holy life can sometimes make us feel like isolated foreigners in a sinful world, God gives us the grace to overcome and endure. Jesus gives his obedient people favor, just as Daniel experienced God's favor in Babylon. Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, Thriving in Babylon. Now how did that look to the people in Jerusalem? How would you feel if suddenly some other country comes in, defeats America, invades us, and they deport us to other parts of the world? Families are broken up, they're separated, and suddenly you're in uh, lands where they speak a different language and you have to learn that different language. Life is just turned upside down. Think about all the refugees that are living, leaving the Middle East. I mean, those are people like you and me. Those are people who were lawyers and doctors and pharmacists and workers and owned homes, and now everything that they own is on their backpack. And they're traversing. They're looking for a place. We are to consider ourselves citizens of heaven. And this is only our temporary home. Now, they could have simply thought, what in the world is happening? Well, the biblical historian has an insight that the secular historian wouldn't have. The biblical historian says it this way. He tells us that this was all God's hands. It it was God that delivered them into the hands of the Babylonians. If you look in Second Chronicles, it says, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, attacked him and bound him with bronze shackles to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also took Babylon articles from the temple of the Lord, put them in his temple there. What had happened was they didn't listen to God. Again and again, God said, if you disobey me, you'll be disciplined. If you disobey me, other nations will come 
and you'll become captives and you'll be taken to a far off land. The prophets foretold that. The word of God told that. God warned them again and again. And God is so very patient, it's amazing. He speaks again and again to us. We've all heard his voice. I mean, you hear his voice through his word. Maybe the prophetic gifts. Maybe the circumstances of your life just shout out. And God's saying, son, don't do that. Daughter, don't go there. No, it's me speaking. And you know that you know that you know that God is speaking directly to you. You can turn a deaf ear and you can ignore God and you could simply harden your heart. And then you suffer the consequence. And that's what's happening here. Now, we suffer sometimes because of the decisions that others make. Daniel was going to be taken to a far-off land because of the disobedience of the nation, and he suffered because of that. When we look at history, recognize that God is over history. I believe that. Do you believe that? I mean, just go back and think about the Second World War. God's still involved in the events of our life. Hitler, if he would have turned all of his attention to Britain, instead of going after Russia, history in Europe might be far, far different. God turns the hearts of people whatever way he wants. God still is in control of history. And sometimes the events that happen in our life are a severe mercy. It's God getting our attention, God disciplining, God speaking and saying, I want your attention. Here's the difference. When the Lord is behind everything... That changes everything. When the Lord is behind everything, it changes everything. When you see that God's hand is behind the scenes, ordering our steps, ordering the movements of history, you, you recognize that God is in control of those who are in control. And you can say, all right, Lord, if this is the circumstances I find myself in, if I see that Our culture is changing. I'm going to recognize that, Lord, you're going to give me the grace to thrive in a changing culture. The trouble with us as Christians is this. We idealize the past. We romanticize the past. We whine about the present, and we dread the future. Now, I'm a baby boomer, and and I hear some... Of my friends say, boy, it was great back then. Look what's happened now. And I think, really? Was it really that good? Well, I mean, we look back to the 1950s and we think of Leave it to Beaver. Man, that was really a great time. Well, it was a great time. Unless um, you were black and you lived under Jim Crow's laws. 
was it really that great? I remember a president being shot, a presidential candidate being shot, and a religious leader being shot. I remember being concerned about the draft. It was 58,000 people killed in Vietnam, and then when those soldiers came back, they were ridiculed and treated with disrespect. I remember uh, Richard Nixon and Watergate. I remember gas lines that were blocked long and runaway inflation. And I know, I know, I know our nation, secular, puts as a marker Woodstock, but for the Christian, it wasn't so great. We tend to romanticize about the past and whine about the present and dread the future. I believe as Christians, we have to recognize there is a God who controls all of history. And our lives are in his hands. And to realize that, okay, if Daniel and his three friends could thrive in Babylon, and Babylon was far worse than, well, it is here. I mean, last I heard, it's not happening here in the States, but last I heard that Christians weren't thrown to a lion's den. Well, we haven't been put in a fiery furnace. Now, there are Christians right now that are suffering. Do you know Every five seconds, a Christian is martyred for his faith. There are 100 million Christians suffering persecution now. It's difficult on so many. And then we feel like, well, well, it is hard. There are changes But he gives us a template in how to deal with the changes that are happening in our culture. So the first thing you look at is God is sovereign. He determines our destinies. God's favor enables us to fulfill our destiny. God's favor enables us to fill our destiny. Now, God caused the officials to show favor and sympathy to Daniel. It was difficult. They were determined to reprogram these Jewish people. They were determined to re-educate them. And, And Daniel was taking a stance. Now later on in the book you see him, he ate meat and he drank wine. But somehow from the king's table, the food there represented something to him that just wasn't right. It was a compromise. It says in verse 8, you see the difficulties that he faced. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and the wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. They broke his kosher laws and and, and they caused him to compromise and so he, he didn't want to eat that. Now, It's difficult today. It is. I mean, the narrative that we have to fight makes it very difficult. 
Because as soon as you say, you need to be saved, you need to accept Christ as Savior, uh, the culture will say, well, that's good for you, that's true for you, but not true for us. And then you want to stop and say, wait a minute, they write that right there, they want to shut down the conversation. And you want to say, wait a minute, you don't determine truth, you discover truth. You don't sit as a judge and jury and say, this is true, this isn't true. No, no, you discover the truth. It's not something that you just make up. Uh, There are these cultural narratives that uh, we're fighting against simply because um, we're Christians and we have to recognize that there are difficult times that we have to fight. I don't know, how many saw the film, God's Not Dead? Wasn't that good? Now, I could imagine uh, these young men going to the education of Babylon. And they were going to educate them in astrology, in fortune telling, in uh, the literature and wisdom of Babylon. They, they wanted to indoctrinate them. They changed their names. See, they wanted to take their identity away. They wanted them to disconnect with who they were. And we face some of those battles because I think about our young people in our schools. It's a battle sometimes to say, I'm a Christian. I believe that God created everything. They look at you like you're out of the dark ages, like you're absolutely a non-thinking person. So we do have difficult times. We're watching morality change. The values change in our culture. But other cultures have seen difficult times as well. And what Daniel determined to do is he wasn't going to compromise. He wasn't going to defile himself. Now, I could imagine they could have protested every single class. They had three years of education in Babylon. Sometimes, sometimes... You have to carefully pick your battles. I think if they protested every class, they would have never graduated. (laughs) You have to know when to pick the battles. You have to be in tune with the Lord. You have to know when to stand up. And so this was a moment that he had to stand up and say, well, this this is wrong. We, we, We don't want to defile ourselves. Now, that determination... You might have in your heart, but unless God helps you, it's unlikely that you'll fulfill it. See, God sees our hearts. And then if we listen to his voice and we let him make a way, he enables us to navigate through those difficult times. He gave them favor. And they said, okay, we'll take the test. And A miracle happened because you don't gain weight on vegetables and fruit. God's hand was in what they were doing. This is not a passage of scripture that says that we should all be vegetarians. It is a passage of scripture that's saying that God is intervening and he watches over his children and he helps them when they determine to do the right thing. 
Notice the determination that he had. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. I think about our lives. When you get to the end of the life, the culmination of the life you've lived is the sum total of the decisions you have made all through your life. Who you are, how you experience life is determined by the decisions that you make all through your life. Daniel, at the end of the life, at at the end of the book, is a man that, I mean, he's just outstanding. I mean, when you look at Abraham, Abraham made some real serious mistakes. You look at Moses, he made some real serious mistakes. I mean, like us, you know, David. But you look at Daniel, the Bible has nothing, nothing, nothing negative to say about him at all. The decisions you make today impact tomorrow. Are you making decisions as a pilgrim with the sense that my citizenship is in heaven and the Bible, the scriptures are guiding the decisions of my life? Well, uh, that's what um, Ed Morgan did. He made a decision to use his life for the kingdom. Now, in 1 Kings 8.50, there's a passage of scripture. Uh, You see Daniel in the book of Daniel praying for forgiveness for himself and for the people because he realized that the things that they were suffering were a result of the sinfulness of the people of God. And it says in 8.50, this is Solomon. He's praying for the Jewish people. When they get taken to a foreign land, he had this prophetic word that there would be captivity, that there would be um, people coming in and, and, and people being repopulated from Canaan to the ends of the earth. And he says, and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Forgive all the offenses they have committed against you and cause their conquerors to show them mercy sometimes it's severe mercy when God in his gracious hand disciplines us it hurts it's difficult but remember your heavenly father doesn't stop loving you even when he takes you to the woodshed even when he disciplines you And Daniel recognized that. So in the midst of the king's court, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar was a madman. I mean, he'd go into a rage in a second, in a moment. He would cut people's lives off and and just execute them just like that. I'm sure at times it was difficult. Real difficult. But they thrived in a toxic culture. God's gifts enable us to succeed in our destiny. See, it's God has given you gifts, and when you give those gifts to God, 
and you place them at the altar, he could use them and he could use you. It says in verse 17, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. This gift helped him navigate. And and in key times, he was able to use it. God gives you the abilities. Maybe you can run a business. Maybe you are great at planning. Maybe you have that gift of helps. Maybe finances is your thing. Whatever it Maybe, whether it's teaching in a classroom, whether it's having insight into some areas of business, you give that gift to God. What we should be doing as the people of God is praying for our nation. Because if you look at Jeremiah, and Jeremiah is a contemporary of Daniel. They lived at the same time. Daniel lived longer than Jeremiah did into, uh, well, maybe not age-wise, but he, he was younger, but they were contemporaries. And Ezekiel was also a contemporary who went into captivity. So those books, you'll see some overlap in Daniel and Ezekiel and in Jeremiah. Jeremiah said this, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. We need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray for our communities. We need to make a difference in our community. I mean, that's why we're doing some of the things that we do. That's why uh, we have that summer camp. It's not just about us, but it's about reaching families and about reaching children within this community. Uh, That's why we have a youth group. And in that youth group, there are young people that come from other churches. And their churches are too small to have a youth group. But they come and enjoy our facilities. That's why we have a Christian school. Because there's other churches that aren't able to really have a Christian school that might strengthen and minister to young people. We're making a difference in the community because as we seek the good of the community, we'll be blessed along with the community. So Jeremiah tells us that. Here's what Jesus said, and I close with his words. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. I know things aren't the way we would like them. I know that we watch our culture changing morally. But what would happen tomorrow if we were conquered by another nation? We were deported to places around the world. And we, like those refugees leaving the Middle East had all we owned on our backs, would we still have hope? Would we still trust and believe and know that God reigns? Could we thrive in a toxic culture 
I believe we could. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's series in the book of Daniel. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your Word Restore